big part of life is hustling and learning to hustle. Yo, 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 what's up? Another quickie. Uh, getting out this morning. You know, I, I had uh, uh, a market of sorts last night. Vegan Minded with State of Mind HGX. It went well. Um, I did exactly what I um, wanted to do. Um, got our name out there. Got our face out there. Once again, um, did some work. You know, made some money to pay those bills, bills, bills. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, once again, we building, we grinding. We on this grind, baby. So y- y'all see us on the grind. Also, uh, you know, cross-marketed. You know, like I said, I got the ladder of my house brand of uh, clothing. So I went ahead and instead of wearing our standard pie, our cookies, I threw a ladder of my house shirt on. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm all about trying stuff, man. And, and, and I, I think, you know, it worked out a little bit because, you know, I had that actual shirt on and, you know, I was a part of a, um, what you call that thing? A boomerang on a Insta. So it kind of worked out, you know, it was kind of cool to be able to do that. But anyway, man, I wanted to talk about today something that I think is very important in life. Like I said, man, this podcast is to show you the hustle in life. And once you understand the hustle in life, you understand the hustle in business. Now, this is not a perfection podcast. But part of the hustle is knowing that you're imperfect and knowing that you need to try stuff. That's that's the bottom line. And what I wanted to talk about today was standing on your square. Like, we had an event last night and I am completely open to feedback. I love feedback. Now, feedback is a, is a two-way thing, right? So, it's, it's actually circular. Not even two-way. It's circular. Circular. So you provide somebody some information in some way. They, the audience, that's what they call it. They think about the information and then they provide you feedback on that information, right? That is what communication is, right? That's what dialogue is, all that good stuff. That's what communication is. Um, so I got some feedback yesterday based on the type of cookies I had. And, you know, some people ask, you know, oh, is it vegan? And then they say, oh, is it gluten free? And then they say, oh, OK, uh, will you ever have more gluten free options? And I'm fine with um, people asking that. But one thing that I've learned in business is that people want you to specify your menu for the world just for them and you can't do that it's just it's not possible to do that um and i'm gonna tell you why because once you change something or make a specification then you sell it once you've literally purchased um inventory you've purchased supplies you've used time you've used sweat equity on something that will only be purchased a few times. In your business, you have to be comfortable with what you're selling. That's number one. And number two, you have to know your costs. 
So sometimes you got to stand on your square. I had a conversation with my mother and I love our conversations because they're, they're free and they're open. She's always allowed me to speak, not be disrespectful. I've never disrespected my mother in a conversation. I never will. That's my perspective. Now, if I do, I'm going to have to apologize because that, that's not what I ever want to do. Right. So we had dialogue about the things that I should maybe do within my business. Like, you know, not using certain ingredients and using other ingredients um, and things like that. I've had a dialogue with also um, a business friend and they were saying, you know, if they had this ingredient in there and not that ingredient, man, I, I buy a bunch of those. And I get that. And they, they represent a population. But when I say you got to stand on your square, you got to know who is your target? Who are you trying to target? Now, if, if you're not providing something to the people that you're trying to target, then um, then those suggestions and that feedback is helpful. It's a lot of things that my target audience has asked for that I've had to evaluate in some of the things I've implemented with regard to packaging and everything else. Just because we target a specific audience. We know our demographic and that's who we target. So we try to make things that is appealing and appreciated, appealing to them and appreciated by them. Right. And the, the message here is like, you know, you can be everybody's good guy. You can literally do everything for everybody, but you're going to run yourself thin. You're going to spend too much money on experiment with stuff for one person or 15 people. And the other three, 400 people that you service don't even care about it. Don't even ask for it. Don't even want to know about it. You know, I, I, I've, I have a gluten free item. And what what people what customers customers that ask for these things don't know. Is that I used to try to bake up these gluten-free items, keto items. I used to do keto items. So gluten-free and keto items, I used to bake this stuff up and try to sell it on the day of the event. And you know, it was received initially and then it started tapering off. Because um when people like, okay, I sell cookies. When people want sweets, they want good sweets. Now you have a portion of the population that still wants it to be to the specifications of their diet, which I'm cool with. And it's a lot of good companies out there, to my assumption, a lot of good companies out there that do that. My goal is to make a really good cookie that is 100% vegan friendly. That's my goal. And I know who I'm targeting. So I can't take away from myself and my business and my business costs. Because here's the thing. All my recipes have exact the, the same ingredients, right? When the ingredients used and then some of they all just have a specification. One or two differences between those ingredients. So I'm minimizing my costs I'm taking my costs down when I do that because you have an, an array of ingredients but you're paying costs for bulk items 
and, and the more you perfect that and the bigger your company grows, it's okay. Everything's okay because you buying everything kind of at retail when, when you first start, right? But as everything grows, you'll have an understanding of when you buy something, go into the store, you don't have to buy two things. You have to buy three things. I'll tell you another reason why I know that because I'm what, what people in the world would consider vegan. Um, I, I don't think I'm completely on the ethical side of it just for the simple fact that um, my heart hasn't been pricked with regard to um, animals losing their lives in that way. But I do have an understanding that, you know, we as people, we overdo things sometimes. We're overdoers sometimes. We just, we just, that's what we do. We overdo it. So I, I do know people, we just buy meat. We don't know the process that these animals go through in order to, to be meat on your table. I get that. And also the health aspect of like, I'm an eater. I'm an eat. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. But the health aspect of the inner workings of your body, that meat puts a lot of stress on your body. It just is what it is, you know. And I'm not saying that I have the perfect diet. I don't. But what I'm saying is meat and dairy does put a lot of stress on your body. So that's what I've chosen to do. My wife has not chosen to do that. So with that understanding, I have to go into the store and I have to buy A and I have to buy B. And most people, they go in and for the most part, you go into the store and you can you can save on cost. Everybody's eating the same thing. But if I have a dinner and then my wife has a different dinner and then of course we have ch a child they're gonna eat something different a modification of something that you eat because you know you can't use spices um certain stuff they just don't like and you want them to just get some food in their stomach because kids you know you talk about adults picketing kids will boycott you and you put in all this work and then you got to try to force them to do something so you're gonna modify certain stuff for them so now i'm dealing with three menus each meal and in understanding that that helps me in business because it's like you have to pay for so much different stuff that one thing may not get used now now it's expired now it's old now you got to buy it again and then it's going to happen again because you can only buy a minimal amount and it's going to be more than the amount that you're actually going to use so i have to stand on my square and say if most people when they want treats, they want treats. They don't want to be like, oh, that's good for a... They want to say, oh, that's good. They don't want, oh, that's good for a vegan cookie. So I'm going to use ingredients that meet the guidelines that, are, that make it really good. They don't want to say, oh, that's good for a keto cookie. Most people. Some people, if you want a keto cookie, more than likely you have uh, prepared yourself for what it may taste like that just is what it is but like i said most customers and this is from data that i picked up from actually being out in the streets and selling you know you start running down a list of the stuff on the menu and they they start to get this look on their face like i don't want that or i don't care so now i'm selling you the cookie now everything on the label is on the label with regard to what's in it so if you have questions about the contents, I can answer it or the label can answer it. But I'm not going to, that's not going to be a part of my presentation because people don't want details in presentation 
They either want excitement or fear. Sometimes that comes together. They want to know that they can't go without this cookie. They're going to miss out. So I have to present them what the cookies are, what our concept is, and be very clear and not muddle up their mind. You know, um, being overexposed to something makes people want to walk away. Like even with my t-shirt business, I split up the stores for the simple fact when you go into a page and you're looking at a lot of items on that page, there can be an issue with regard to what to get and you can't pinpoint what your favorite is. So I split up the pages. Now I have a hub where you can go and if you have time, you can browse. But once you determine what collection you like, then you go to that collection and you order from that collection. And you just you do it like that. Right. So so that's the only like split up of stuff I do. But for the most part, you want to make sure that you know who you're selling something to and what those people want for the most part. Because people going to tell you. People are going to tell you what they what they want, like what type of flour do you use and. What, is it gluten-free? Is you, are you ever going to do gluten-free? You're going to get some items. Oh, man. Do you make do you, do you make cake? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be a lot of stuff. Well, what type of sugar do you use? Like, it's going to be a lot of stuff um, in business that they, they're going to ask you a lot of questions. To, and, and I think some people just do it just to, so they can, you know, back out of purchasing. Because that's, it's a, and when you go to a market, like a, a small business market, Everybody's a small business owner. And then let's take it further. Then you go to a small business market with black people. Everybody's a small business owner and is black. And then add another layer is vegan, uh, uh, vegan stuff. So small business owner, black, vegan. Everybody's the same. You're not going to buy everything. So you use a process of elimination. So people ask a lot of you know questions, just random questions, just to try to find a way to eliminate something. You know, it's almost like a job market. Everybody's qualified. And then you start adding extra layers to um, just eliminate people, make it easier on yourself. Right. Um, But you got to stand on your square. Period. Point blank. When all these questions come, you got to know why you're doing what you're doing. And you got to stand on that square. And that's in life, too. Like, you know, I'm going back to work and I, I told my family, you know, with me going back to work, there are certain nuances that. I could pick up before that I'm not going to be able to pick up now. I'm going to be a little more direct. I'm going to be a little more regimented and I'm going to be a little more tight, especially when the weekend comes, because there's, you know, when you reduce the money, you have more time. And when you reduce the time, you have more money. It just is what it is. Time and money are never parallel. You're going to have more time. or You're going to have more money because the time the extra time you have, even if you have a lot of money, you can be taking that time making more money, right? And the extra money you have, you know, you're making all this money, you can make a little less money and have a little more time. Just is what it is. It's never, and I got that from Big Meech, by the way. I like, I like to explain that because everything doesn't come from business school. Big Meech of the BMF talked about time and money. And he's the one that made it stick out to me, like, you're not going to have time if you're trying to get money. But you got to stand on that square. If you know what you're doing and you know why you're doing it and you have the data and analytics and backing to back that up, don't let nobody push you into a corner. 
because that's going to mess up your hustle. I got to go in here and get these groceries, y'all. I just had to skip to my loo and hit y'all with that real quick because I think it's very important to understand, like, you can be everything for everybody, but you can benefit the world more if you, you be something for a specific group of people that you can really service in, in anything or a specific thing. If, if, if you want to be a good husband that cooks and cleans and does that stuff, then you, you probably going to make less money because you ain't got as much time. But stand on that saying, this is what's benefiting y'all because this is what y'all want. This is what the group wants. And you got to stand on that. Just is what it is. I'll talk to y'all later, man. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to be a preacher today and keep bringing up points after I say I'm out. So I'm out. I'll talk to y'all soon. But yeah, this is another quickie. Stand on your score. All right, y'all.